Yes, it's Monday and we all know what it means. I'm back to talk about ghosts with you, you lucky people. Or am I the lucky one? I guess we're all lucky. Anyway, what have we got in store for you today? Um, Loads of stuff all about ghosts because that's how the show goes. Hope you're all doing well, like we do like to say here on Podcast Land. Do we have any news for you? Well, I had my first alcoholic drink in about eight months um, on Saturday, went out and met all my friends, um, because that's the thing, it's not like I abstain because oh, I fell off the wagon, I abstain because I don't like hangovers, and it turns out it was a valid choice, because the last day I've been absolutely hanging, but anyway, we have all the usual nonsense for you this Monday to start your week off with a paranormal pang, can you say pang? instead of bang. I don't know. Just wanted two peas. But we do. We have all the usual stuff. We have your true listener ghost stories. We have a little paranormal review. And of course, Becca arrives to tell us a scary story from the Delves of Reddit. Yes, she does. So we've got all that to look forward to. But of course, first and foremost, I need to say a big thank you to everyone who supports the show via Patreon. Now, when you sign up to Patreon, not only do you support the show, but you get two extra shows each and every week. Yes, you do. You get me rambling into a handheld microphone about anything and everything in the middle of the week. And at the end of the week, you get a paranormal special. A paranormal special. Yes, you do. And um, yeah, that's just for Patreons. And there's about, well, there's over 200 hours, hours, hours of content over on Patreon for people to binge if you like this type of thing. And if you don't, don't. Um, So yeah, and when you do also sign up, I sing your name as a bit of a thank you, just like I'm about to do to these lovely people. The guitar is well and truly out, and we're going to get a bit bluesy today for Roma America Rifkin, Richard Caponis, and Jill Feldman. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Roma America Rifkin, Richard Caponis, and Jill Feldman, you're signed to the Patreon. And you want the show to carry on And I wanna say thank you Nearly messed up when I said Jill's name. Sorry about that, but there you go. If you'd like to have your name sung out, go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Get all that extra content and me butchering your name with an acoustic guitar. Now, shall we have a paranormal review? I think we shall. Yes, it's time for a paranormal review where I review something paranormal so you don't have to pause for laughter because it doesn't make sense. So today's paranormal review is what we're going to do is we're going to add to your paranormal YouTube library today. So you'll know that we've covered things like Nuke's Top 5, etc. Well, this is another compilation of paranormal videos and it's called Sir Spooks. Yes, S-I-R-S-P-O-O-K-S. Now, it's almost identical to the format of Nukes. There's a top five countdown, a top ten countdown, but it's of all the paranormal videos that have been captured in the last couple of weeks, and they bring out episodes every week. So, he's a bit more regular than Nukes. However, you will have seen some of the videos before. That's the only thing when you look at these... When you watch so many of these sorts of like compilation videos, as I do, you're like, I've seen that on Nukes, I've seen this on this, but there are some ones that you won't have seen. So if you want your, I don't know, what's the right way of saying this? I suppose if you want to make sure that you catch every paranormal video that's been caught in the last few weeks, then put Sir Spooks into your rotation. So you should have Sir Spooks, Frostmare and Nukes Top 5. And between those three, 
you should be up to date with everything paranormal that's going on on video camera in the world. So go check out Sir Spooks. If you can, bookmark it in your phone. I, that's what I do. I have um, Nukes Top 5, Sir Spooks, Frostmare. Oh, and another one called Bizarre Bub as well. And between those four, although they will repeat a lot of the same content, you should see everything that's being caught on tape to do with the paranormal in the last 14 days. So it's always a good shout. So go and check out Sir Spooks on YouTube. Two thumbs up. Yes, it's time for my favourite part of the week, where we get to talk about your true paranormal experiences. And I really, genuinely and sincerely look forward to this part of the week each and every week. So we're going to crack right in with our first email, which comes from Holly. And she writes, Hi, Kevin. Hi, Holly. I've just returned from three weeks in Cheshire and Northern Wales, and it was truly magical. Oh, that's very nice. Now I'm back home in San Francisco, California. You lucky, lucky thing. Listening to your voice places me right back in England. You unfortunate little thing. Anyway, this is Holly's experience. For 15 years, I lived in a haunted home in this city. The first experience was the week we moved in. We had an alarm system and we'd set it before going to bed. The front door was on a delay, but several windows, including the one at the top of the stairs, was set to go off immediately if it was opened. Anyway, we were sound asleep when all of a sudden the alarm began screeching. I threw off the covers and ran down the stairs to turn off the alarm, but I didn't realise that the police would automatically be sent over. Meanwhile, as my partner and I stood huddled upstairs, we heard the distinct sound of footsteps in the house. A few minutes later, a knock on the door revealed a kind-hearted police officer. He asked if we wanted him to take a walk through the house, at which time he noticed that behind the curtain, the window at the stairs was open. Not something we'd even realised. He remarked that it must have been our cat who opened the window. We forced ourselves back to bed and hardly slept that night. Fast forward a few years later, I was home alone, on the computer in the upstairs guest bedroom. All of a sudden, I noticed the sound of traffic was getting louder. So I walked to the hall and saw that the window was open. It had an old school latch, one that needed to be turned two revolutions before it would release. Then the windows opened out, in brackets, two windows came together in the middle with the latch. I closed the window, but as I stood at the top of the stairs, I felt a huge chill up and down my spine. I called a friend who was an intuitive healer, and she told me, of course your house is haunted, the city is filled with hauntings. I spoke out loud to whatever spirit may have opened that window for now a second time. You are welcome here, but I ask that you do not scare me. From then on, while I still feel there's something from time to time, it's never spooked me. Fast forward another few years, and I moved my workspace to the flat directly below the house. Over the years, I would often hear strange sounds coming from above, almost like a cat playing with a toy. I'd run upstairs only to find my cat completely asleep on the window bench on the opposite side of the house. Sometimes the sound would come from a room that the cat never went in because we kept it closed most of the time. I finally figured it was the ghost of a former feline resident and I began to enjoy hearing the sounds of it playing. The house is more than a hundred years old so there's no telling how many cats had lived there before mine. I live in a different yet equally old house now and there was a young boy ghost named Joey that I helped move along. 
I'm fine with sharing my home and all, but I draw a line at mischief. Thanks for the podcast, Kevin and Co. They keep me company each and every week. Well, thank you very much, Holly. What a nice thing for you to say. Forgive my voice, it's gone suddenly gruffer over the last few minutes and I've no earthly idea why. But uh, a ghost cat, eh? Hmm, I wonder if we could get a ghost cat for the neighbour's cat to play with. I'm sure she'd like that. As I speak, she's looking at me as in to say, you called? Because we now call her the neighbour's cat. Although we have no reason to because we own the bloody house. But anyway, she will forever be the NC. So we may get her a ghost friend. Maybe. Holly, that is genuinely scary though. And you sound like some sort of intuitive yourself, as you say. So that's very interesting. If you've got any more stories, do send them in. She did actually follow up with another email that says addendum. I do like that word. It sounds very severe, doesn't it? I have an addendum to my previous thing. And she writes, I can't believe I forgot this part about my old house. Several times over the years, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and there would be a shadow man in my room. He was never in the same spot and I'd catch a glimpse of him and quickly shut my eyes and it would go away. Thanks again. Holly in San Fran, CA. Oh my Lord. That kind of feels like it should have been rather pertinent in the first email, I think. But that's horrific, Holly. Um, but you seem to be dealing with it very well, do you know what I mean? Oh, there's that Shadow Man again. Close the eyes. Please go away, Mr. Shadow Man. I will, Holly. Brilliant stuff. And I do want... My life goal is to go to San Francisco because I love it. I've seen it. It is the background setting for So I Married an Axe Murderer, which is, of course, my favourite film. So one day I will get myself to San Francisco and be like, get me on a tram. That's the only thing I know. Show me some moody weather and pictures of Alcatraz. And I will pretend to be Mike Myers in the film So I Married an Axe Murderer. It looks very good, though. And I like all the sort of French touches that it seems to have. Yes, I do. But anyway, moving on from San Fran, we have our next email. And it comes in from Amanda. And she writes, Hi, Kev. Hi, Becca. And the neighbour's kitty. Meow. My name is Amanda, and I've been binge listening and love both podcasts. Why, thank you, Amanda. I find myself anxiously waiting the next one to come out. Bless you. I do have an experience to share with you and would love to get your thoughts on it, so here it goes. This, then, is Amanda's experience. In 2005, I was 17 and pregnant with my daughter. On April 11th of 2005, my mother got a call late that night that her father was not doing well at all, and this was most likely the last chance my mother would have to go home to Ohio and say her goodbyes. At the time of this call, I was already almost a week and a half overdue with my daughter and could give birth at any moment. My mother was torn. Did she go and say goodbye to her father 800 miles away, leaving her 17-year-old to potentially deliver a child alone, or does she stay and be here for her daughter during this time? It was at that moment that I reassured my mother that in the worst-case scenario, she could come home and find the two of us here to welcome her back. She would not get another chance to say goodbye to her father. My mother's flight left early the next morning. On April the 12th, 2005, I was coming home from the grocery store when I was at a stoplight and noticed it had began to snow. In brackets, this is not unheard of in the state of Maine, but not common either. At that moment, tears had instantly hit my eyes and I knew to call my mother. When I called my mother, she answered in tears that my grandfather had just took his last breath. I told my mother that she should stay as long as she was needed to stay and that I would have my best friend come over and stay with me to help with the care of my two younger brothers 
and also to have someone with me should I go into labour. I called my best friend at the time, we'll call her Sally, and Sally agreed to come and stay with me for the week. Sally took me to my checkup for the baby that day as well. We found out that my daughter was not ready to come out anytime soon. In brackets, I'm now going on two weeks overdue, and the doctor agreed that we were in a safe spot and that I would need to be induced. Close brackets. After speaking with the doctor, we were doing just fine and able to hold off the induction until the following week so that my mother, after watching her father pass, could then watch her first granddaughter come into the world. That night, after we got the boys down to bed for the night, Sally and I were picking up the house a bit and getting ready to sit down when I noticed that the balloon I had from my baby shower was just following me around the house. Sally and I just looked at each other and I thought out loud, well, it has to be the wind when I'm walking past, making the balloon follow me. So I tested this theory and I walked to the top of the stairs where my bedroom would be on the right. The balloon followed me to the top. My staircase had a flat ceiling until where it met a wall that would drop down creating a small wall where we would hang pictures etc. I then proceeded to walk down the stairs thinking well if it was floating close to the ceiling it could not come down the stairs with me as it would be stopped by this wall. I did this not once not twice but three times and all three times it flawlessly went up and down the stairs never touching that wall. It was to mine and Sally's surprise that the balloon did in fact stay right behind me, never once touching that wall, and came all the way down the stairs behind me, and continued to follow me for the night. Naturally, we thought this was weird and slightly creepy. It had gotten rather late, and we would need to be up in the morning to get my brothers ready for school. So we put the thought to rest and got ready for bed. As I lay down and covered with my blanket, the balloon found its way to just above my head, and dropped slightly as if to get close to me. The following morning, I called to touch base with my mother, but didn't tell her anything about the balloon, as I'd thought nothing of it by that point. My mother had explained that the funeral would be on Friday, and she would be coming home on the Sunday. She also told me that Grandfather had a rock that he kept in the pocket of whatever pants he was wearing every day for over 14 years. You see, my grandfather had been diagnosed with cancer, and was originally given six months to live. He lived 14 years with cancer and this rock in his pockets. He told my mother right before his passing that he wanted her to give the rock to me and to keep it with me during the birth of my child for good luck. My mother came home that Sunday and gave me this rock and it was not long before I turned it over and found none other than a balloon engraved on the back side. All I could do was cry. It then took every ounce of me to explain to my mother that I would not be naming my daughter Miranda, but I would be naming her Hope. And then I explained what happened with the balloon. This was a shock to all and at the same time a comforting feeling to think he may be looking after my daughter. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because there are times that I do still question whether it was just a balloon following a path of air, but what are the odds that it still seemed to have something behind it in the moment I saw the rock. That's all for now and hoping all that end as well. Keep up the great podcast and I look forward to the next. Amanda. Why, thank you, Amanda. And I'm sorry for my gravelly tone, as I say. But what could that be? I mean, yes, it could just be a stream of air that the balloon is being passed through. But you know what? 
I don't think it matters what it actually is. You've placed that together as a very strange occurrence that could be to do with your granddad. And you know what the important thing is? That brings you some sort of love and pleasure and joy and a nice sentiment that it's from your granddad. So you know what? That's what it is. Balls to the skeptics. I don't give a toss because it makes you feel good. And you know what? We're on this earth for a very short amount of time. So anyone who tries to tell you that that's not your granddad playing around with that balloon, just ignore them. It is. Okay, let's just go with that. It is. And it's a lovely thing. And I'm sure he is looking after your daughter. And why not? I tell you what, though, what a fighting man. I always love it when he, well, I've got to choose those words carefully. What I mean is, I love it when I hear that someone's been diagnosed with cancer and they've been given a very short amount of time to live. But then you hear a fascinating story of like, they were given four weeks to live and 12 years later, they're saying, fuck you, death. I love those stories. I mean, you obviously need to hear that sentence in full because you just don't want to hear, I always love it when you hear someone's got cancer. Because we're like, Kev, what are you doing? What are you doing, Kev? I've got a stone. I'm going to throw it at your head. No, I like these, Um, you know, fighting the odds, defeating the odds. Anyone who puts two fingers up to death and just marches on. No, not doing it. Can't catch me. I love them stories. So thank you, Amanda, for sending that story in. That's very touching. And I don't normally do touching stories, but that one was very good. So thank you. And yeah, uh, no, as I say, completely believe you. Just make sure that your daughter looks after that rock. I was talking to Becca about this the other day, that... um. It, how how the importance of some sentimental items might get lost down the generations. Do you know what I mean? For example, um, I've got like an ashtray from, I think I've mentioned this before. It's like an owl ashtray, right? It's an ashtray in the shape of an owl that my granddad got from Butlins. And on it, it says, it, Butlins is a holiday camp in the UK, by the way. It says, there are no strangers at Butlins, only friends you haven't met. Lovely little sentiment. And after my nan died and I used to go and visit my granddad, I always remember this ashtray and he'd use it, not, although he smoked, he didn't use this ashtray for that. He used it to collect tea bags, you know, not collect them. He's not a weirdo. But you know, like after you've made a cup of tea and you dunk a tea bag somewhere that's been used. And I always used to thumb that, it's like it, it had a ridge around it, it's got a ridge around it. And I always thumb that ridge. And I used to think like morbidly, because I'm like that, this is the only thing I want when he passes away. There can be fights over money and whatever else, I'm not asked. I want this ashtray. And I got the ashtray. And it's downstairs. We had it in the flat and it's downstairs in this house now. I just need to find the right place to put it up. But then I think, you know, I mean, you'd never know what the future holds, but we're not planning on kids. And more than likely we're past the point now, but you never know. But when I die, whoever picks that up, it's probably going to get binned. And that's that's a tragedy, that. So I need to have strong, like, sort of conversations with my nieces and nephews and go, you don't understand the heritage of the ashtray of the owl. And hopefully, who knows, in like 400 years' time, there'll be some far-flung relative going, kids, bring your hover zimmers over to here and talk to me on this virtual reality system while I explain the mystique of the owl ashtray. You never know. So, guys, if you've got a spooky story that you want to share, send it in to contact at talkaboutghosts.com and I will read it out. Now, Becca's read a corner. We're going to have it in a second. Full disclosure... She's been a very busy little Becca, and we don't have her on this week. But, you know, she didn't sign a contract, but I really should have made her sign a contract. But we got we are going to have her on. So, our Patreons know this, but last week for my birthday, it was my birthday. Hooray, 43. Jesus wept. Anyway, um, Becca arranged a surprise visit to a haunted hotel, Mossborough Hall. Now, our Patreons got an hour-long special of that last week. 
And um, what I'm going to share just as part of Reddit Corner, just for about 10 minutes, is 10 minutes of that audio, of that hour-long audio, because we went to see a psychic or a clairvoyant who was doing a show that night, and we had mixed opinions on it. And I'm going to share a little snippet of that as part of Reddit Corner with Becca this week. Um, because, you know, we both have some valid points in there. We were a little bit drunk, I'll be honest, because I don't normally drink, but I did have one drink, one or two drinks that night for the first time in like eight months. So you'll have to bear with me if I sound a little bit speedy and a little bit raucous. I don't sound raucous. I sound great. Anyway, so yeah, that's what you're going to hear now as part of Reddit Corner. And we'll be back next week. So thank you for joining us thus far. I'm going to leave you with me and Becca discussing a psychic medium. And no one was hurt in the making of this recording apart from our livers. Okay. And if you want the full recording, the full hour's worth, go to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. But in the meantime and in between time, guys, this is Reddit Corner, not to do with Reddit. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. The neighbour's cat, Sienna, got me tickets for the clairvoyance <laughs> event that was on here. Yeah, knowing that we were coming to this hotel. Yeah. And she was... went on with a little pause. Yeah, and there's a clairvoyance yeah. event in the hotel. Yeah. And clear, it was clear audience, so you know what that is, guys. Like, there's about 60 people, there's about 40 people sat on little circular tables, and there's a medium who then says, I'm coming over here, I've got something over here. And I think clear audience is bollocks, normally. Okay. Um, because it's like, guess who? Like I've said before, it's like, mm -hmm. I'm over here and there's someone called John and four people put their hand up. This John had eyes and someone puts their hands down. In fairness, they didn't do what you said before that you've seen people do, which was stand up at, like, stand everyone up. Yeah, and say, and say like, sit right, down if, you, if it's not John. I've got a man, yeah. for example. And, yeah. yeah, she was. Um, but, right, anyway, long story short, I thought she was a mate, like, she was very specific on some things. Mm -hmm. Like, and she was very hit and miss on others and very Barnum statements on most. Yes. But we both got a reading, didn't we? Yeah. So my nan allegedly came through. Interestingly, with my nan, she's in, halfway through talking with someone else about a dad or something. Mm. And she said, just let me stop a sec. And she looks right at me and says, did your nan die of dementia? And she did. Yeah. So I said, yes. And she went, I'll be with you in a sec. Well, she said, did she have dementia when she died? Yeah. Um, and then she comes over to me and she says... And I will be the first to say if she, if it was like searching questions and it wasn't. It was quite um, darts in the bullseye, really. She was well, like, first of all, she said, you know, she thinks the absolute world of you. Yeah, you, Nan thinks the like, absolute world of yeah. you. I was like, well, and most like, Nans yeah. do, but she does. <laughs> me Nan does. Yeah, yeah. She, um, she was like, yeah. And then she was like, are you a musician? And I was like, I am. Um, she went, and are you making a living from it? I said, I'm not. And she went, why? Yeah, she said, why, yeah, why I said, not? And I said, well, because people don't want to pay me to be a musician. And she just started laughing and she went... But you work for yourself right now, don't you? And I was like... Yeah, she's self-employed. Yeah, and she went, are you buying a house? And we just bought a house. And none of this was searched for, was it? It was like... Yeah, no, it was all fresh. And it was very good. And then she was very much like, oh, your nan says, you know, stick to the music, yeah. blah, blah, blah. What I thought was that she heavily said, it was all about keep on with the music, keep on with the music. She said, like, at some point, you know, that will become, like, someone will sing your songs. Yeah. She actually said someone will sing your songs. Um, like, keep on with that. Then she said... I don't know whether she's, like, reading off our faces, though, because she said, like, oh, your nan loved the music. Like, she always thought it was really good. And maybe she's seen both our faces kind of question it. Yeah. Because then she said, whether or not you know... Well, whether or not you think she knew it, she knew it. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I thought, like... I, there was definitely I a lot know, of like, facial you never, you never play music for your family. No, so that, I, I feel no. like that's... 
I, I mean, I don't know this at all. I'm going to go on and say that your nan hasn't heard one of your songs. She doesn't know one of my songs, but she's, there's a famous video called Terry's Got of me in my nan's when we used to have all our Christmas at my nan's. Brownies there, actually. Mm. And it's Boxing Day. At one of my nan's last Boxing Day shindigs. Yeah. And I had my acoustic and was singing Beatles songs then for the whole family. So. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not your song. That's that's not my song. That's the Beatles. But I mean, it's showing you talented, yes. But yeah. But anyway, and then your granddad came through. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. But this is the thing. So she says. Mine was a lot more vague. Yeah, she said, "Who's got a Billy who passed in the last eighteen months?" She said, "Who's got a Bill?" Okay, right bill. now yeah. I wouldn't necessarily relate to the name Bill, but very much so Billy. So yeah. I didn't raise my hand for this because I thought, "No, Bill's not me." Um, and then she went to so someone else did, and she went to them, and she said like, passed away in the past two years, 18 mm. months. And my grandma passed away about 18 months ago. Um, and she said something else, and this person kind of... The way this person answered, she said, no, it's not you, it's not you, and she looks around again. So I thought, well, in fairness, Bill Billy, in the past 18 months, like, that's... Yeah. So I, I did raise my hand to that. And then she says... Um, the two things which she thought were, were, like, again, it could have very quickly been no answers, and she's shot down. Yeah, she said he had health issues. Yeah. Which is true. And then she said, and he said, he's concerned, she said, it's, it's your dad's dad. And you said, yes. She yeah, said, she did say that, actually, yeah. She said, she's dad's dad. She said, he's concerned about your dad. He's going to have a little bit of a health scare, but it'll all be fine. Yeah, so he'll be, he'll need to take medication, but you'll be okay. And in the last couple of weeks, you, like, literally last week, your dad rung you and said, just let you know I'm going in for an ECG. Didn't he? And you went, all right, see you later. He's still coming around to wash the back. And when I you put the phone say, down... He he around to wash the back. No, he rang me to say, I'm still coming around to wash the back, but I'll be a bit later because I've got to go in for an ECG. Into and the I hospital just, for an ECG. And, and you said, said, okay, see you in a bit. All right, see you in a bit. I actually said, have you got an ECA? Yeah, yeah. And when you put I'm the phone like down, useless. I went, have you seriously not just asked your dad why he's going into hospital? I know, I just... I'm, it's it's just that I'm a terrible person. I don't know. I don't like. You just haven't got that common sense. It's almost sense like aspect. you know, like you don't know what you don't know. It's not like I don't mean to be callous. It just doesn't get. Yeah, to me. and you were like, "What do you mean?" I went, "Ring your dad back right now." <laughs> no, you said you were like seriously have that, and I was like, "All right." And we walked for a couple of seconds, and I was like, "Shall I ring him back?" And you were like, "Yes." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Ring him back and ask him why he's going in the hospital to ch- have a check yeah. on his heart. <laughs> What's brought that on? Exactly. Fucking hell! I rang him back and he started like, "I was like, why are you going for this?" And you just started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. yeah. He was like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. The point is that he is having a health scare. He's not having a health scare at all. Well, he's not wanting to just pop in for an ECG, is No, he? but also, right, equally, like, demographic-wise, looking at me, I'm clearly 30s, yeah? Mm. I mean, maybe late 20s. Um, wow. Occasionally 17, if you want to ask the last guy who ID'd me, which was only two weeks ago. And also, just to say, I said, um, I, I said, well, I'm 43 today. She went, how old are you, love? I went, I'm 43 today. No mention of a happy birthday. Yeah. And no one acted surprised. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, he's not the sort of person to just randomly go for an ECG. Yeah, no, sorry, yeah. So, look, like, looking at, like, my demographic, like, my age, right? Yeah, so I'm, what, you know, 30s. Which would suggest, then, that a parent of mine is, like, 50s, 60s. Mm. Kind of, of course, there are going to be health things on the horizon. You know, she was saying nothing serious, but like, he'll start needing to take medication, but it'll be fine. I mean, how many people in the sixties don't take medication? Yeah, true. Like of some form. True. You know? Um, the the one, the opener that I didn't like, mm. um, it was just very very early on, where she said to this guy, um, "Sir, you at the back? Um, have you lost your father?" And he says, "Yes." Now, in fairness, this guy is like sixties, yeah. so again, an easy guess, I think. Um, and he says, "Yes." Um, and she says, is it recent? And he said, no. And she said, but it feels recent, doesn't it? 
in it, it still feels wrong and you still miss them. Yeah, and he who's says, answering yeah, no. no to that? Who's going to say no to that? Literally, yeah. no matter how long it's been about a parent, who's going to say, like, no, I'm over it? <laughs> you know yeah, what no, I mean? there was loads of Barnum statements in there. Loads of Barnum statements. But then, like, we were just talking to a couple who also went, we were in the bar for a bit, then the hotel. Yeah. And they were like, what did you think of it? And now this woman, who was one of the two people we were talking to, she had lost her mother, and like, in the last 18 months, or last 12 months even. And to be in fairness to the psychic lady, she went, who's Barbara? Oh, no, who's Brenda? Brenda, yeah. And she went, that's my mother. Yeah, she was talking about, she was getting a guy first, wasn't she? Yeah. That it was this lady's partner who sadly yeah. died. And it wasn't a B name. It wasn't yeah, a, it but wasn't then a... as she's talking to her, she straight away went, and who's Brenda? And this is the thing. This, you know, she'd done it with another woman where she went, um, she said, sorry, your dad's being, like, saying that. That's it. She's, the woman said, as, he met me, as, as my dad met my mum, and she went, I don't know, love, he's, he's just talking to me. I can't ask any questions at the minute. And then she went, who's Pat? And she went, that's me mum. And she went, oh, yeah, then he's met her. Yeah, there was one of them, yeah, where, she, where someone said, as we had met me mum, and she said, she said, was there a long time between them passing? And she said, like, yeah, like, we'd already established the mum had passed last mm. year, last summer. And she said, yeah, me dad passed, like, 20 years ago, or 30 years ago or something. And she said, yes, yeah, they have found each other. There was, You can tell there was a distance between, but he did wait for her. Yeah, but at the same time, I think her question of, has my dad found my mum, that implies length between deaths. Didn't she say, is my dad there, though? No, she said, have found. Did she? Yeah. But, but this is what I was sort of going to say, and what I said to the two ladies downstairs. This medium that we've seen tonight, I thought, when she got something right, it, that was genuine. Not Sorry, that's a lie. When she was sharp on her answers, that was genuine. So when she was like to this woman, who's Brenda? Or when she's literally talking to mm. someone else and she went to me, did your nan die in dementia? Or have dementia before she passed? Yeah. You know, these were things which were like, she was caught almost unaware. And I think that was a kind of a genuine, sincere, something whispering in her ear. 